Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas in personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. So, Sri Sri Ravi Shankar has touched the lives of 370 million people. He set up an organization called the Art of Living Foundation, which is now in 159 countries, thousands of centers around the world. 16 universities have awarded him an honorary degree. He's received awards from the Simon Wiesenthal Center, the Foundation of California. He's authored over 40 books, and science has been studying his method of meditation called Sudarshan Kriya, and have found that it decreases anxiety, stress, and depression. Sri Sri has spoken at Stanford, Harvard, TED. And now, Mind Valley. So, please make a big round of applause to Sri Sri Ravi Shankar. Hi. So, tell me what you want to know. You know, there is a saying in India: the first sign of intelligence is not to say anything. First, of course, we lost. The second sign of intelligence is not to say anything unless a question is asked. I want to maintain this sign of intelligence. <laughs> What do you say? What is it you want? What is it you want? You know, let's just wake up and sit and see what is that we want. If we can figure this out. For all our life, it is almost impossible because our wants keep changing, right? With age, with time, with circumstances, situation, our wants change. What is it? Something in you that wants that need to be attended. As I'm speaking, are you noticing you are saying yes or no? It doesn't matter what I say. But what is important for you to notice that you are saying yes or no, that your mind is in agreement or disagreement, and we agree on things but which we already know, and we disagree also on things which we already know. But is there something that we can know beyond that what we know or what we don't know? Could be confusing. Is it confusing? Then it's done. Confusion is the first step towards growth. Confusion means what you know something and it broke down. So you're moving from something that you know to a realm which is unknown. Have you noticed there is something in you which expands? If a compliment is given to you, what happens to you? What happens? Something in you is expanding, and if you are insulted, what happens to you? Someone insults you. What happens to you? Something in you shrinks. So there is something in us which expands and which shrinks. We seldom pay attention to that something. If we can pay attention to this something in you, which expands, which contracts. Half the job is done. The rest of the half gets done all by itself. 
you know we convey more through our vibes than through our words have you noticed this see when you get off the plane the air hostess greet you saying have a nice day they don't mean it <laughs> but the same words when it comes to you from your grandmother your sister someone very close to you it has some vibes have you noticed that this is a very important vibes of our vibrations because the whole universe is nothing but vibrations any physicist here you talk to any physicist they will say the same thing the whole universe is nothing but vibrations and you are vibration i am vibration we are all vibrations but there is a chord in us which when that chord is striking then there is a positive vibration that goes around from us when you strike that chord and it happens in everybody's life sometime or other that's when you say you fall in love you look at a dog you look at a puppy you look at a cat you look at the tree sometimes it has happened a wow has arisen inside you and then we run after having this wow experience and doing so many things around still we don't get it and there is a way to have repeated experience of that vibrations within us that is called meditation meditation is keeping that expansion within you irrespective of what is happening around you so we convey more through our vibrations than through words someone can stand and lecture on love for 2 hours but your dog will convey that to you in 1 minute few seconds what it is we are all made up of vibrations we are all made up of a stuff called love but neither at home nor in school we learn how to make this vibration positive so we carry with us so much prejudice different type of anger all these negative feelings different negative feelings and we don't know how to turn them around how to change those negative vibes into positive your breath has the secret to offer you a lot many secrets lot more secrets about how you can change your vibrations meditation breathing is meant to change those vibrations make it so positive i think we need to ask ourselves do i feel at home comfortable wherever i am or am i living in a very formal world around us are we living in a formal world just formally greeting people all the time and you know we're stuck in a sort of formalities we lose the juice of life that is sense of belongingness i tell you no one else can create a sense of belongingness a world which belongs to you other than yourself you had to create a world which you feel it belongs to you and you belong to it so if you have some questions you can ask me by the way congratulations to you you have started such a wonderful task of doing something to education beyond the so called the formal education thank you sri sri yeah and firstly 
We here, as part of our Mind Valley community, want to congratulate and thank you for the work you're doing. We speak a lot about creating a more peaceful world. We speak a lot about cosmocentrism and raising the consciousness of the human species. And Sri Sri is perhaps one of the maybe top 10 individuals on the planet today who's doing that at a massive level. 370 million lives touched. And I believe in India, you have had millions of people come and meditate together in the real world at your sessions, which is an incredible thing to even think about. How do you fit them all in? <laughs> I'm kidding. When you have a big heart, the whole world fits in. Beautifully said. I would love for you to tell us about the peacekeeping efforts that you've been doing, because we find that fascinating. Wait to begin. There are many incidences of peace building we have done. One, of course, was in India, between India and Sri Lanka. The one was a couple of years ago in Colombia. Let me talk about the Colombian first, what we did. You know, in Colombia, there are 7 million people who became homeless in this 53-year-old conflict with the FARC militancy. And so our volunteers have been working with the refugees or what you say, the victims of the war. So the government decided to give me their highest award. So I went to receive the award after the award. We had a formal handshake with the president, which was supposed to last five minutes. But then we sat for about an hour or so, nearly 55 minutes. And the president was very concerned. He said, every day they are bombing the telephone towers and the water supply is being cut to the city and it's causing so much pain and the peace process was not moving. So he said, you know, I'm left with no option other than military. And said so this military option would cost nearly 40,000 lives. So I told him, why not I give a try? Let me go to Cuba and talk to those guys there. So I sent them a message and we went, we were about 15 of us, we took a charter plane and we went there. Initially, they said they're not interested to meet with me. Because first of all, I look a little religious or spiritual person and they believe in Marxist-Lenin's principle, which in no way matches with their ideology. But then I was giving a talk at the university. They just came to check out me, you know. <laughs> they were sitting in the audience there and later on they sent a message they would like to talk to me. They did a meditation, of course. When I spoke to them, I told them, look, I understand your predicament. You are not having fun in the forest. In your youth, you are sacrificing your life for some goal. I understand that. You are fighting for social justice. But I only told you, you know, we are all with you. I am with you. The whole world will be with you. Only if you can adopt the principle of non-violence. Social justice we also want. So they said, no, you know, this will be hypocritical. We cannot take it because we lost so many people. I said, 53 years you have tried, nothing has worked. You have lost and you have caused so much pain to the other side. Why don't you try? Well, they said, no, 
you please go and tell the colombian people government then i said okay never mind let's keep it aside let's do some breathing and some meditation some of they got into it and they loved it so much and then the third day they came with me to the press conference and unilaterally they declared ceasefire wow now this came as a shock to both the government and the media they said what is that you told them cuz they did not agree with the us government they did not agree with the eu they did not agree with norway peace process it all broke down what is that you told them that they have agreed i said it's not what i said but who said it also makes a difference no all conflicts arises because breakdown of trust and communication so when you make them feel understand that you understand them and they listen to you you know the same people who said we have nothing to do with spirituality they oh, this is really interesting very funny they came with a stone and said could you please put your hand and bless this with your energy do <laughs> you want to keep this with us and then these people they did meditation they did silence retreat for 4 days and then the peace process finally happened that's amazing now what is going on there because i've read a lot about you going into these conflict zones and flipping people around but in modern society we call these people terrorists we call them murderers what is going on there how are you changing their consciousness so rapidly sincerity and love love can transform the world after all there are human beings you know i see that inside every culprit there is a victim inside every victim there is a victim crying for help you may see him as a culprit but deep inside him there is a sore wound that need to be attended to and if you see through my eyes they're all beautiful people they are very good people we are doing this program in prisons around the world about 700000 prisoners you can see that each one of their life is is a novel in denmark we have a prison program you know all drug abuse and offenders all type of offenders and these guys the macho man you know they melt like a candle they melt like ice cream <laughs> really they have such good heart deep within them it just needs an opportunity to unveil that beauty meditation does wisdom does you know knowledge does and when we approach them from that angle it changes speaking of meditation you developed a style of meditation called shudarshan kriya and your team advised me to ask you to tell us about what that looks like and to guide us through it would you guys like to experience it well there are a number of different type of meditation we are doing but this sudarshan kriya takes 3 days 2 hours each day because it needs a little preparation because it's very intense it needs a little preparation of the breathing exercise to begin with see there is a rhythm in nature right now it's summer then will come 
fall and then there is winter, then again spring. So there is a rhythm in nature. Similarly, there is a rhythm in our body too. There is a bio-clock in our body. And similarly, there is a rhythm in our thought process. If you observe your thoughts, your doubts and your anxieties or your happiness, it's related to certain rhythm. It goes with certain rhythm. Particular time in a year, you go through the same emotions. Have you experienced this? How many of you experienced this? So, these rhythms are there in nature. Sudarshan Kriya is bringing a harmony between all those rhythms. Rhythm of the body, breath, mind, intellect, memory, ego. The seven layers which we are made up of. So it takes more than just 20 minutes to learn. But once you learn it, then it's a do-it-yourself program. You can do it 10 minutes every day, half an hour, once a week. Then it just keeps you in good spirit. Where can the community learn more about this? So you know, we have Art of Living website, is there? What is that? www.artofliving.org And there are teachers all over. And we have one app called Sattva app, wherein many different types of meditations have. Also, you can use that. But for Sudarshan Kriya, you need to do it under a trained teacher. You know, a teacher is thoroughly trained. It takes more than a year for a teacher to be trained in it. And it's a very intense experience, very beautiful experience, life-changing experience. That you can do it, you know, there are centers all over the world. You only have to take three days, four days, couple of hours each day, you can learn that. Okay, so let's come to the meditation towards the end. So right now, there's a number of other questions which I wanted to ask. The first question is, you have this incredible ability to inspire so many people around the world to volunteer so passionately for your good causes. How is it? that you're able to inspire so many people to come together to run Art of Living programs globally? See, it doesn't matter if one or hundred, it's the same thing. You know, if what is useful to you and what is satisfying you, it is the same thing. You can multiply. Like cell phone, you know. You can say, everybody uses cell phone. Why? Because it's useful to them. So when people learn this technique, they find it so useful So they tell their friends like that. It becomes a very, very good thing to have in life, to be able to smile at all moments and to be able to invoke the intuitive ability inside of you. So you started a university, Sri Sri University in Odisha, and it's won Best Innovative University Award at the 2017 Indian National Education Excellence Awards. Tell us about your philosophy of education. What is it that we should be teaching young human beings? I feel education is not just stuffing information. Unfortunately, what we find, the universities around the world, they are simply stuffing our kids with more information. Of course, information is needed. It's building a personality. How a youth is able to take challenges, how they're able to communicate better with the world around, and how they grow up without any prejudice. See, today we have gender prejudice, we have religious prejudice, or racial prejudice, all different types of prejudice are clogging the development of youth. And if our youths grow up with a broad mindset, with the vision of the whole world as one family, 
then it's nothing like that you know the whole world is open to them <laughs> like exactly like what you are doing you know i see people from all over the globe here everyone being together you know it just brings the shift in our awareness the way we look at ourselves the way we look at the whole world and the way we take responsibilities and the way we think in an innovative fashion and not getting caught up in small little insignificant things and worry ahead about it right so on the art of living website it talks about love compassion and enthusiasm could you talk a little bit about those three things love compassion and enthusiasm it's just what we are do not demand love if you demand love you are destroying love do not demand compassion or do not wait for someone to demand compassion from you compassion is a virtue which you should show without being asked for love is that which you should not ask anyone but just give an enthusiasm is a sign of life when you are free from stress and tension when you are centered and full of energy what comes out of you is enthusiasm beautifully said so one of the things that i find most intriguing about you is how you are teaching people to bring out their intuition could you talk about intuition well again as i said you know that our consciousness is the most amazing most fascinating thing that we all have we seldom study it we seldom have much knowledge about it and though it is there from ancient times it has been there from ancient times people have not shared with others they had kept it very secretive or selective education was done in process but now we thought you know we should give it to everybody so intuitive ability comes when you are connected to the core life force that is you when there is clarity in mind intuition is a natural and spontaneous phenomena again meditation will help you let's take a question from that person at the back of the room thank you there's a question that i don't have any answer so i think that you are one of the few person that take answer me because we are in an age where ai is really developing so fast and also sometimes it's scary because we see that ai can substitute us in many many things and so the question is this one what will always make us different what will let you understand that someone is a human or an artificial intelligence So more. the question is really yeah, sorry. what makes us human? Human yeah. Let's let that be the question. What makes us truly human? Well, intelligence is one aspect of human being. But there are other aspects of human being. There is compassion, there is love, there is a sense of expression coming from the inner core of one's existence and awareness of oneself. you know these human values you cannot find in any machine and they are unique to you and we don't have to worry that artificial intelligence is going to replace human beings it will not 
it will not make people go out of job i tell you there is so much to do in this world there are so many things 100 years ago people thought yeah when electricity came and people will go out of job because there is nothing to do you know <laughs> otherwise you have to draw water from the well now the machine is drawing so we will go out of job but see that's not the case today right people had the same fear with electricity they had the same fear all the animals and everything will become redundant when the motor cars have come there was such a fear and that's not happened so artificial intelligence in no way can replace your true friendship your true companion or your true expression of human life sri sri you've been quoted as saying violence free society disease free body quiver free breath confusion free mind inhibition free intellect trauma free memory and sorrow, sorrow free, free soul. soul is the birthright of every human every being. human being could you tell us a little bit about this you know we would like to give a better society to our coming generation than what we have inherited right that's it we want a society which is free from violence and stress not you think too yeah So speaking of violence and stress we're quite fascinated by the work you've done with prisons the largest majority of our audience here is from the United States and in the United States 1% of the population is currently behind bars how do you feel globally and in a nation like America we can help create more conscious ways of dealing with that problem See, it's not just in prison. Also, the inner city gangs. There are youths in the inner city gangs with whom also we are working in Baltimore, in Los Angeles, in many other counties as well. I want to bring your attention to one more thing. You know, today, nearly six to seven soldiers, American soldiers, are committing suicide. The war veterans. So we started a program for war veterans called Welcome Home Troops. there is a short movie about our program called almost sunrise experience of one of the war veterans who came from iraq war how he felt after doing the kriya so we need to attend to them these are the soldiers who went to defend a country but now they are in such a traumatic condition no medicine is able to help them so we have educated nearly 3000 such men who have returned from war both from afghan and iraq war and if you have any such connection with those families and even war veterans please inform them that there is a way that they can get over the trauma they can get to normal life and we are there to help them and this welcome home troop is a program with sudarshan kriya designed specially for war veterans it has helped them tremendously and it's our job to save our soldiers to save their life and their families from getting into such miserable life what do you say and sri sri's programs to help reduce ptsd in veterans of wars has already been scientifically studied and it has shown that it can genuinely help reduce instances of ptsd what about prisons if you could run the world 
how would you design correctional facilities if they are needed at all? Correctional facilities should not become an exchange bank of crime. You know, when these people get in there and they get to know, I mean, they get trained in more criminal ideas. When they come out, they become bigger criminals and more smarter criminals because they had an exchange of idea bank there. <laughs> Instead of that, they need to learn more about life, about their own emotions, their own intellectual patterns that they have been, uh, you know. We run programs for them, prison smart programs we are running in the prisons. Again, meditation, yoga also is very, very good for them to recover. In Argentina, it's one of the worst prisons in the world where there used to be an incident almost every day, almost every day. And since our volunteers went and started teaching them some breathing exercise, yoga, meditation, kriya, a complete transformation. So when I, in 2012, when I visited Argentina, the Chief Justice of Supreme Court of Argentina said, I would like to go with you to see the prisoners. What is this big change has happened in the prison? So we all went. I tell you, there was not one dry eye there on that day. There was tears in everybody's eyes. To see the change in them, to see the transformation in them was the most heartwarming experience one could ever have. Thank you. Ladies holding the hand for a long time. Hi. Uh, something that you very beautifully said that even in a culprit, there's a victim shouting out for help. In our daily living, we find people who are very negative because of their circumstances, because of their experiences. But somewhere as a human, we tend to want to stay away from negative people. We want to tend to, you know, stay surrounded by people who are happy, who are positive. But like you said, somewhere a belief is that you would want to reach out to people who are somewhere internally shouting out for help, while you want to also ensure that your energies are not drained and you stay positive too. How do you reach out to people? How do you help such people who you know are really direly in need of help, but you can't do much about it at that point in time? Depends on your immune system. <laughs> You know, if a doctor is not confident about his immune system, he should better stay away at his house than get into the hospital to do work on that day, right? So similarly, if you feel you are very vulnerable, you can get influenced by some negative, uh, this thing, you better stay a little distance and be more centered than go. Before we go to the meditation... The next question is basically on your views of what is happening today with global politics in the West, where it seems as if politicians who take a stand for vilifying people of other cultures or ethnicities, dividing people, seem to be the ones winning votes. What do you feel is going on here? And how do you feel the human race could cause correct? We need to spiritualize the politics socialize the business and secularize the religion. (laughs) 
secularize the religion in the sense i am saying no religious leader can claim only an exclusive right to heaven that everybody else is going to hell so they have the only key to that that is terrorizing the world today as a cause of terrorism so a religious leader should pray for all the people on the planet irrespective of what they follow what religion how they worship their god that's what i mean by secularizing religion socializing business means a businessman cannot just rob the wealth from his customer he has to empower them make them have the buying power so every business should engage in some sort of corporate social responsibility csr activity and spiritualized politics here i mean to say our politicians should follow the example of mahatma gandhi mahatma gandhi had values and people who followed him immediately after his time not who take his name now but those who followed him at his time they did command respect in society same with nelson mandela same with martin luther king you know people who were inspired to do something for the society not taking politics as their personal glory or personal profession as such if this attitude can change i think the world would be a better place so beautifully said So Sri Sri I know you have to fly out very soon we have 20 minutes left would you like to go into the meditation or would you like to choose someone from the audience to answer a question What question I'll take at the gentleman there Um my question was quite a simple one thank you so much for coming today how does one in your opinion best align themselves to their dharma See dharma means that which upholds your spirit that you feel comfortable with dharma means that which upholds you dharmo dharete praja that which upholds the entire population that is dharma so if you don't follow the dharma you will be facing misery and you will be miserable and that which keeps you away from misery is what is dharma is and that which when you don't do it your consciousness pricks you that is dharma and you can't have a good night sleep that is dharma <laughs> this lady if confusion is the first step to growth how do we move towards clarity and ensuring that we're in line with that dharma you know confusion cannot stay for too long <laughs> if it stays too long you get used to it you don't even know it's confusion <laughs> so it's a temporary state that comes and goes and clarity dawns it has to dawn it'll dawn of course good food good rest meditation all this can help everything it comes back to meditation <laughs> yeah one more there hello thank you for being with us my question is how would you recommend a young person or just a person to find their way to give back to the world because i feel that today there are so many chances and ways especially if you're on the internet and you find all these organizations you could be a part of or all the things you could give back and how do you find the best way for you to do so and to spend your life 
giving back? You know, there's what is called something clicks to you. Right? Keep an open mind and look around. And then you, you look, something clicks to you. When you go to an ice cream parlor, you don't ask someone else what ice cream I should eat. You go there and you look and you pick up what at that moment appeals to you, right? What do you say? But one thing I would say you, it's good to learn, you should pick up something where you can serve and you can learn also. In fact, you will learn anyway, but it's always good to learn and at the same time when you are doing contributing something to society. Yes. So Sri Sri, in the 16 minutes we have left, shall we pause the questions and go to the meditation? One last question, somebody got the mic already. I don't want to disappoint that person, then we'll go into it. Thank you so much, Guruji Pranam. You have so much love and compassion for everybody in the world. If there is one thing that you could share so that we can become even 0.1% of how you are. No, 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 no. Don't underestimate yourself. Whatever I am, that is what you are. Don't go into 1% of what I am, be 100% of what I am. So how do we have so much love and compassion as you have for everyone Okay, okay. So very short because we have to go into meditation. Clarity in mind, purity in heart and sincerity in action. Now we'll go into meditation. Before meditation, I would like to ask you, how many of you have neck ache and shoulder pain or pain in the head? You know, when you do work so much on computers, you get stiffness and pain. Raise your hand, raise your hand. Wow. Okay. Hold your hand, stretch your hand like this. Do both hands. I'm showing it one hand. And then say bye to pain. When you do like this, your fingers should tilt towards your shoulder. Now, tilt your fingers towards your shoulders. Then you should pain here. No pain, no gain. (laughs) All the fingers should be straight. Straighten them fully and then tilt them towards your shoulders. Now, take this and put it in the back of that. All the four fingers touching the back of your head and the thumb underneath your ears. Now holding this, you look right and left, right and left. Just move your eyeballs, not your head. When you do this, you should feel the movement in your fingers. Are you able to feel? Yeah? As you move your eyeballs, do you feel that in your fingers? And now roll your eyes three times clockwise and three times anti-clockwise. Are you rolling? Three times anti-clockwise. And now just shake your hand. See now? Gone? It's just one minute, one minute exercise. You can do it. It's a desktop yoga. I would call it desktop yoga. 
You do it on your office anytime when you are tired, and see, just roll your eyes, move your eyes left and right, hold these four fingers, press to the back of your head, and you should feel the movement in these fingers. If you do that, then you will see all the stress is gone already. Once again, shake your hand. Meditation is a journey from movement to stillness and from sound to silence. So let's sit straight for a very short time and let's do a short, quick meditation. Keep shaking your hand and eyes closed and continue shaking. You may shake your head also. Remember when you disagree with somebody what you do. Just shake your head, shake your head and shake your hands. Just disagree with everything now. Keep shaking your head and hand and now just be still. Stop shaking and be still. Let's keep our spine erect and shoulders relaxed. Remember the weight of your body, whatever that is, 70 kilos, 60 kilos, or 80, 100 kilos. Just recollect the weight of your body. We came into this world weighing just five kilos or four kilos. And today we weigh 60, 70, 80 kilos. And this weight is going to go back to this earth one day in the future. Honor your own body is a precious gift to you from nature. Honor your own body. There are trillions and trillions of cells in your body and enormous energy in each cell of your body. Let's take a deep breath in. And as we breathe out, relax our shoulders and relax the whole body. And place your weight on the chair you are sitting. As the body relaxes, Your mind becomes stiller. Let's keep our body still for just three minutes. Now become aware of your breath. It's the breath that is keeping us alive. 
Let's take a deep breath in. Hold the breath and let go. Another deep breath in. Hold the breath and let go. The second dimension is our breath. Become aware of the air all around you and inside of you. Incoming breath energizes the body, while outgoing breath brings relaxation. Let us become familiar with this phenomenon, which is happening all the time. Incoming breath is energizing and outgoing breath brings relaxation. Like fish in the water, we are in air. Let's become aware of the air that's all around us. Let's move on to the third dimension of our mind. Our body is like the wig of a candle, the mind is like the glow all around it. Our body is inside the mind. We think mind is inside the body, but in fact, the body is inside the mind. Whatever thoughts are coming in the mind, just let them come. Pleasant thoughts, unpleasant thoughts, rational, irrational, let them come. They come and they go. Any discomfort anywhere in the body, just follow it. Just bear with me for next two minutes. Let them be there. Let's become aware of the space above our head up to the ceiling of this hall. Keep your mind above your head and become aware of the space up to the ceiling of 
disheartened. Become aware of the entire space in this hall, this moment. This moment, the body still. Breath is feeble, mind is becoming stiller and expanding. Let it be. Now breathe in with a big smile and breathe out slowly, keeping the big smile. Repose in yourself with a smile. This moment there is nothing to do and nothing to know either. Just relax and let go. Nothing to do, nothing to know either. Just let go and repose in yourself. You are peace, you are peace. Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Let go all your efforts. Our body has a face, our mind has none. A mind is just energy without a face. 
Let the smile percolate in your whole body. Keep a big smile on your face. And let the smile slowly percolate to every cell of our brain, the back of the head, as though the back of our head is smiling. As though our ears are smiling, slowly bring your attention to your throat. Keep a big smile. Another deep breath in. Let the smile slowly percolate to your shoulders and the back. Let every cell in your chest start smiling, expand and relax. And come down to your stomach region, abdomen, the whole body. Let the smile percolate to every part of your body. Deep breath in and slowly let go again with a smile and you may gently open your eyes. Slowly and gently you may open your eyes. Was it good? Thank you, Sri Sri. So, on behalf of everyone over here, we wanted to give you a big thank you. And I wanted to say what we absolutely love about you is that even though you teach meditation, <laughs> even though you teach meditation, you go out in the world and you're taking action to help heal our world. And that your heart is so big that you care about people so far removed from where you come from. Thank you. Please give Sri Sri a big round of applause. I'm Vishen Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body? 
your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.